Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three cool ladies talk to you about everything in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, whatever you like. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. Wiggles. And welcome to the show. Uh, today, we are talking about the book Not All Himbos Wear Capes by C. Rochelle, and I'm excited to talk about it. But before we get into anything else, I do have to warn you, we are, we're, we're not the ladiest, like, ladies of all the ladies that ever ladied. We're crass, we swear, we talk about the sexy times, especially in this book, so you've been warned. We do enunciate our swirls, swears like fucking ladies. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> great wigs. Great contribution there, wigs. You're welcome. <laughs> But before we get into that, we got to talk about what else is going on in your lives. What you been reading? What you been watching? What you been playing on the video games? Wiggles, as I stare at you and assume you're playing Baldur's Gate. Um, I mean, I have been. Let's be so <laughs> honest. Um, but also, I finished reading Good People by Sally Rooney. Did uh, you now? I did actually do that. I did that thing. Where I started it and then I abandoned it and then I came back to it and was like, I don't really know what's going on. And then I got caught up and finished that book. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's like a good 3.5 kind of book. It's, it, uh, it's not, it, I think it gets labeled as a romance, but at m- best it's like a romance tragedy. Um, but... Uh, it's just, you know, this couple that is in this cyclical cycle of we love each other, but. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, if you are looking for introspection on the human condition, go ahead and read it. If you are looking for a good time, this is not the one. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Danny, what are you doing? Okay, well, Liz is going to yell at me. Um, So I got a new bed this weekend and I spent the entirety of the weekend in it because it has an adjustable frame and I was happy as a clam. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I graze anatomy me a little bit, but then, but then, oh, but then I decided to spoopy season it up a little bit mm-hmm. and I watched American Horror Story Coven and then I yes. watched, um, The Haunting of Hill House. Very good. The remake of The Haunting of Hill House or the original Haunting of Hill House? The remake of The Haunting of Hill mm. House. You know, okay, here's the thing. I don't think enough people realize that the tv show or any of the movies have taken a book that's dry as fucking toast it really is i have the audiobook for it and it's like oh oh, it's based on a book yes Yes, it's called the turn of the screw oh i've heard of that yeah and it is no hill house isn't turn of the screw is it no hill house is hill oh no 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 i'm thinking bly manor bly manor but uh, they're they're both dry. Uh, I've also read Hill House. And that one is also very dry. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, no, the Haunting of Hill House is the Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> no, I was I was confusing them because they're like all the same actors or whatever. But yeah, no, just like it. I get that it's classic horror. Mm-hmm. However, dry as toast. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the books are very dry, but the shows are pretty good, and yeah. I really do. I really do enjoy the Haunting of Hill House. I didn't know it was also a TV show. You've never seen The Haunting of Hill House? No. I must be thinking of something else because wasn't there like a, an old movie called The Haunting of Hill House? Yes. yes. It's been yeah, remade that's... many times. There's yeah. also There was also one in the 90s. I watched the one in the 90s. Yeah. Um, with, with the ghosts 
and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there's also a ton of redoings of Bly Manor, but it's not always called that because, it, like I said, the original book is The Turn of the Screw. And um, have you ever read Dracula? Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. No, yes. I haven't read it. Um, so both the turn of the screw and and dracula come from uh like your narration is correspondence and Mm. so (laughs) there's also this element of like you cannot trust a single fucking thing the narrator is telling you so there's also like that so i'm just saying ryan murphy is fucking killing it with these adaptations because he's taking very not entertaining it like source material and turning it into something awesome you should watch the show it's really good it is a netflix show (sighs) i I know i don't netflix i agree but also they have my favorite show on there what's your favorite show it's my recommendation so i'll tell you later oh okay fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you what i've been doing I read Found by the Lake Monster by Lillian Lark and Ensnared by the Werewolf by Lillian Lark. They're both novellas, so they're like 100 pages each. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do love some Lillian Lark. We do. Does it get straight down to business or the, does it still play coy a little bit for the beginning? The Lake Monster gets very quickly into the knot of times. Ensnared by the Werewolf is a little tamer, hmm. uh, but it has more plot. So it's kind of like, you know, which one are you here for? Fair enough. I was here for the the monster fucking, so I liked the lake monster one better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your mood too, right? Like yeah. I've I've read like sugary sweet romances where I'm like, this is not what I'm in the mood for. We gotta get down to the business, and I'm flipping through the pages. <laughs> um, but I've also had times where I'm like, I'm reading the the like heavier duty stuff, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Break. yeah sometimes it's it depends on my mood i'm like can we just get to the fucking already and then there's definitely times where i'm like all right well we've done this like eight times so yeah if you're yeah. gonna have a lot of spice you need to change up the spice yes. yeah it cannot be the same vanilla like missionary position over and over and over again no I, like regardless of whether or not it's monster romance like just any romance i'm i'm gonna get bored yeah as would any partner that had to deal with that. Right. <laughs> Especially in monster romance, because like there's more things usually to explore. I was going to say, there's more room for activities. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> They'll make more room for activities, if you will. Yeah. You got to know the right action. spell for that. <laughs> or have a magic dick that has a flower <laughs> at the end. <laughs> wigs is gonna write now (laughs) (laughs) listen if you if you want me to write the raunchiest shit i'm i'm inspired i'm inspired uh (laughs) this book gave me all the inspiration it it, it was not what i had thought it was well let's go ahead and get into the book then does somebody want to tell us what the hell this thing is about sure i can talk about what it's about here janny you give the real version and then i'll give the 10 second version All right, so in a world where there are villains and superheroes that are, everybody is like villains and superheroes, they're all called supers, they have magic powers essentially, and everything, they have sworn enemies, it's all very high school musical in that way. Um, (laughs) Shut up. Um, It's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, Go for it, I'm not stopping you. There is a villain 
that puts well his best friend puts him on a dating app and he meets butch who is a a he thinks he's a normie and they start dating and get a lot of fucking down and as it turns out he's the um superhero that he's mildly obsessed with and lots of other plot points in between but that is essentially the i mean story. like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of other plot points in between yeah there's that's like, the thing <laughs> there's a lot of like intricacies as far as their families are concerned it's true. yes and there's, there's the whole like faded and mates thing which yeah is the soups version of it yeah. yeah yeah okay so here is the 10 second version take megamind <laughs> make it a porno and get rid of the growl you have a book. And yeah, and I still really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Before we talk more about the book, um, I looked up C. Rochelle a little bit. I watched some of her TikToks. She has a lot of interesting ones. I don't know. If you want to watch somebody's TikToks, knock yourself out. That was, was exciting. But it looks like, <laughs> not looks like, she has written a number of like reverse harem uh, romances. She has one that is, I think it's called Herculea or something like that. So it's it's very mythological based. Um, there's a picture of a gal with Medusa hair on it. And then she has another series that actually kind of looks interesting that I think is based around the Baba Yaga or at least a younger version of her. I was going to say, that sounds terrifying. That's, that's, that's not sexy. <laughs> You could take anything and make it sexy. I mean, I suppose. I mean, but that I original myth of spider, snatching so. up young ladies and saying, "You're bad. I'm gonna eat you." Not, not sexy. Maybe not what she intended to eat. Maybe that's not what happens in this telling. Maybe she's eating something other than him. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. tacos. Eating some tacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Like, here's the other thing. She's always like depicted as this like awful hag creature. Like, I don't, I don't want to imagine that going down to Poundtown. That's not who this person is, or this book is about. It's like I don't know. I don't know if it's a younger version of Baba Yaga, or if it's one of if it's like the girls that she gets. I don't know. Every Baba Yaga story that I've ever seen, she's like. I'm going to pretend to be nice to you, but I'm really going to fuck your shit up. And I might put you in my oven. Like, it might be Hansel and Gretel-inspired situation. She's also the one that has the house on chicken legs that walks around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. It creeps me out. She, She's also, I think, the source of some of the, like, mirror myths. Like, the Bloody Mary things. like really? this. Yeah, like, she can come through mirrors, if I remember that right. Shit fucked me up as a kid <laughs> <laughs> like to this day is if i have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night i'm just like don't look at the mirror or i'm like i have to watch the mirror the entire time yeah i purposely kind of don't look at the mirror because if something were to walk behind me i would lose my goddamn mind i like here's the thing uh i i'm usually pretty good but if I ever get myself into a situation where I'm convinced there's no one else here and there's something else that moves, I'm like, ah! fight or flight has kicked in. And so I've frequently almost smashed a mirror. Just like, Pujaja! yeah, I mean, Liz scared the shit out of you when she got here. So. Yeah, I did almost throw a plate at her face. It's a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> I would have deflected. It would have been fine. 
I mean, just saying, I have the, like, you know, we all have the intrusive thoughts where, like, if your hand is hanging over the, the edge of the bed or whatever, that something's going to grab you. I did have one particular night where I was, like, holding on to the, like, corner of my mattress while I was sleeping. I don't know why. This was apparently just what felt comfortable. I wasn't actually asleep. I was just, like, on the edge of it. And my cat reached up and hit my hand and I <laughs> nearly shat myself in bed. <laughs> I swear to God, sometimes cats must like know that they're about to fuck with us before they fuck with us because that seems like premeditated shit. Right. And then my I told my mother that and I was like, you know, we all have the intrusive thought that something's going to grab you. And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, what? How dare you make me feel bad about myself that I'm like weird. And I'm like, no, that is a thing. It's a pretty common thing. Let's let's talk about some uh, superheroes and villains. Hmm. And some fucking. And a lot of fucking. A lot of fucking. Just, you know. Oh it was some pretty good fucking. 75% of this 400-page book is smut. And I think that's worth acknowledging. <laughs> Congratulations. They said it couldn't be done. But you achieved it. <laughs> I've got other books that are like this. That are <laughs> oh, yeah. As long as well, if not longer. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I will say I listened to the audiobook and me personally I don't I don't know how I would have reacted to just reading the book because the narrators who did the performance for the audiobook obviously understood the assignment of like you need to cheese this up a little bit. They very right. much did because it it just like set the tone for me of like oh this is going to be like the premise is ridiculous. The world is ridiculous. I think the author on or, or whoever on Goodreads says it's like the boys, TV show, comic book, the boys meets Sin City. Meets like like a raunchy like Judd Apatow comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like also. <laughs> like let's not pretend that element isn't there. I was just there were a few times where I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you want me to not laugh at this you did not write it correctly that's the case (laughs) but yeah no it's not what i was expecting i'll tell you that not what i was expecting i picked this solely i like i read the back of the book and I was like, oh, that could be good. But like, I was thinking it was kind of going to be kind of cutesy because of the name. You know, not all himbos wear cake, capes. I'm like, oh, this will be kind of cutesy and fun maybe to do for the podcast. Unintentionally picking a very Danny-esque book. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. There's so much fucking. So there's much. so much fucking. And when they're not fucking, they're talking about fucking. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing is like, I was... I was like so quickly they went from like oh look at these people on on their version of Tinder right mm-hmm. um, and then it <laughs> and then it was immediately I'm gonna fuck your shit up bro and I was like what I was I was very much like oh oh he's into BDSM yes well the whole premise of their relationship between Xander also known as Dr. Antihero. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out they do not get to pick their own names. He didn't pick his own name, no. And neither did Butch. No. No, yeah, that's right. He wouldn't didn't. have picked probably Captain Masculine. Yeah. And then Butch, who was our hero as Captain Masculine. Butch. And in Butch. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God, I, I shouldn't have interrupted you. I'm sorry, but I got to explain the Butch. <laughs> 
in the in the audio book, for whatever reason, he doesn't talk like this through the entire rest of the book. He goes, at any time it's Butch's point of view, you just hear, Butch. <laughs> Thankfully, they only switch point of views at, at the beginning of each chapter. Oh, anyway, I'm so sorry, Liz. So we have our two gentlemen and I don't know what, what y'all envisioned, but my brain just could not stop seeing Chris Hemsworth's worth Thor and then um, Tom Hiddleston's Loki. A little bit, yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Time. Yes. Uh, and then I saw a drawing that is on the author's website. And that's pretty much what it looks like. Another like character inspiration that I had uh, like to that point. Um, have you ever watched The Discovery of Witches? No. No. Well, then that's not going to be a good reference point. <laughs> for, for the people at home who have, um, Matthew de Clermont uh, is uh, this like vampire that also like very much meets the Xander body type that they're describing sure. and is very imposing and domineering. And I, I don't think he's in the books. Uh, he does not get portrayed as a Dom. That does not mean he isn't, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I kept like flitting between him and Tom Hiddleston for sure. I was like, who, who are you? <laughs> uh, very different from the Xander in this book, who is a Dom. Oh, oh yeah. very much so. Immediately. I was like, oh, hi. The only thing is <laughs> I, I'm not overly fond and people are going to crucify me for this. I'm not overly fond of the whole daddy thing. I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. the Dom daddy language that gets used in general. Like, uh, this is the time to tune out if you don't like our potty mouths. I <laughs> fucking hate the term cum slut. It makes me gag. I'm like, Ooh, no. Well, th- this didn't work for you. It, did, it didn't hit the lot. right notes uh, a few times there. Yeah, it was It was like that that sour key you have on the, the piano where you're playing <laughs> along and it all sounds good and all of a sudden, bang, and you're like, that isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See, and I don't mind that so much. And it's not that I hate him calling him daddy. It's just never been kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like it either. Um, I don't mind reading it or hearing it in the audiobook in this case. Uh, but definitely there's that that separation between fantasy and reality. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I just prefer sir. Sometimes your brain just switches for a second. Just like that millisecond. And you imagine like actually experiencing something that you're mm-hmm. reading, and, and that's you go, when the no. Ugh, yeah. comes into play, right? <laughs> like, so that's that's the thing. It's like I can can read the it for other people, but the the moment where I imagine someone mm-hmm. saying that to me, I'm like immediate punch to the dick, <laughs> like <laughs> immediate, like no, Which no is sir. Very different than our butch, who <laughs> yeah. Immediately into he it. was so into it so quickly. I was like, my guy. <laughs> Stand up for yourself a little. Which <laughs> is so interesting, though, because, like, I think that character of somebody who always has to be on and always has to be in charge and always has to, like, f- make the right, the correct decisions, mm-hmm. then having, like, the kink of, like, having somebody else make all the bad decisions for them mm-hmm. is pretty common. Well, yes. and I think it's fairly common in reality people who are so in charge of their own lives sometimes they just don't want to be yeah well butch isn't necessarily in charge of his own life no he has to follow a very strict plan or a strict like path he can't deviate 
away from Captain Masculine and what Biggs Enterprises, the like enterprise that owns and runs the city and owns the superheroes, kind of. Well, in that way, he's a lot more like um, Captain America. Yeah. Or movie version of Captain America, I should say. Um, Where it's like you know he is the golden boy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. has to be continue to be the golden boy so there was also a few moments where i was like is this really just loki luring captain america to the dark side i also that was the other <laughs> the other person in my brain was chris evans cap so it was the two chrises yeah. combined mm-hmm, made yeah. captain masculine and then there's just tom hiddleston looking all daddy like <laughs> all right all right <laughs> Well, okay, I have to say this since we're talking about the Marvel as a reference point. They make a reference to Thanos. And I was like, okay, wait, but like, I need an explanation here. Like, are you saying that in a world where there are superheroes, they have Mm -hmm. superhero movies about non-existent superheroes? Or are you saying that Thanos is real in this universe? I'm confused. No, they Marvel exists. The MCU exists in this universe because they also make a reference, and it may have been in one of the bonus epilogues where I think it's Wolfgang or one of one of the brothers, one of Xander's brothers, makes fun of him, or maybe it was his room anyway for the name Captain Antihero, and he was like, "Well, it should re- or uh, Doctor Antihero." And he's like, well, it should be more like Dr. Anarchist or something like that. But Marvel already has Anarchist. The MCU has all the best names. He literally so, says that. So, like, it's, it is then that they're yeah. like, we've made up fictional Correct. superheroes yeah. and villains to entertain you and distract you from the real superheroes and villains. Like, no, that's the part about it that's sort of, like, confusing. No. People we've, know that supers exist in this world. Right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you create fake ones then? Like, well, they have superhero movies. I think the idea is just, like, you would have any movie. It's, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, well, let's take something that exists and write a, a story about it. I, I mean, I agree, but I think that it would be more along the lines of they would tell the stories of these heroes. And they probably do. Right, like they'd be like biopics, you know, as opposed to the desire for there to be someone super in, mm-hmm. in and beyond. You wouldn't need to create that because it would already exist, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, biopics aren't as always as interesting. And you can't it's write true. the ending you want in a biopic. Correct. I think they do that in The Boys, except they do have the actual soups, um, like Homelander, in a movie. But I don't think the plot is Homelander's movie. I think it's like they write plots and then they actually bring the soups in. Right. So uh, like and and that makes way more sense to me because you're you're using their their fame to to create a fake version of events. And it's propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. Propaganda makes way more sense than create than like this will be a creative story. I'm going to write Captain America. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like It just doesn't. The math isn't math. And that's all I'm saying. Although, like, if there are infinite universes, apparently there's an, a universe where that, that d- math does add up. So there you go. But yeah, so they meet on a dating app mm-hmm. because Zan's best friend, who he constantly, Zan reminds me a little of myself at times because there's there's multiple moments where he goes, gross, but I'll accept it. And I'm like, that that's very me. <laughs> <laughs> there's very many mo- moments where something sweet happens. and I'm like, ew, but fine. <laughs> 
do you also reject people's love externally and constantly like go no they're not my friends because that's what he does to her no you bitches are stuck with me at this point i constantly tell you i love you (laughs) but it's also i'm not a very physical love person you're also not a super villain i am not a super i mean you don't know that if you're a super villain and you have yet to tell us i'm gonna be furious exactly (laughs) furious sitting here in my pink sweater Super villain. <laughs> I don't get to be a super villain's minion, and there's been this opportunity the yeah. entire time. Like, here's the thing: the the idea of like being a superpower person definitely appeals, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, then people are gonna ask. Shit but like, if you if you can be like a minion, yeah, and like specifically one of the ones who's smart enough to like not red shirt it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the dream. <laughs> Depends. You get all the perks. Depends on the villain. Like, I would totally work for Zan. He is trying... He's actually... So, he's a super villain, but he... Kind of. He's been kind of hidden from the world because nobody thought he had any powers or anything. And he, But he's super smart. And so, his goal is to create something that removes all the microplastics from the ocean. He's like Poison Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he just wants to fix... Like, he doesn't give a shit about people, but he really cares about the planets and the oceans mm-hmm. and the creatures in the oceans yeah or or well so one of the things i thought was funny and i don't know if you caught the onto this as well is because this is one of your favorite superheroes but they you definitely about wolfgang you yes about Rogue? yes yeah that's why i want i want to read the second book so bad but <laughs> i want to wait until the audiobook because it's going to be the same narrators and i want to hear them talk to me in wolfgang's voice is wolfgang going to be like the the subject of the second book yeah yeah mm-hmm. sorry oh i, I just right past that. <laughs> the second book is wolfgang that does book. make me really want to read that if nothing else then for the curiosity of like how does how does it get down how- if you can't touch a nobody yeah we don't know but i love that we get to see like if rogue chose to be evil this is what that is uh trust me as soon as wolfgang showed up and also rogue was evil for a little bit that's true that's true um she does she does have her evil streaks throughout but she was also raised by a villain she was so Sorry, we anyway. off a roll. We're gonna be here. This is gonna be a roll podcast. Listen, the, the X Men is a like a hot topic with Liz and I. Yeah. <laughs> we will fight also... about it, even when we're on the same side. <laughs> I also do love the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when Wolfgang showed up in the one of the first scenes where he's really in it when Xander goes to his family's like library archives thing and Wolfgang was just like yeah well you know if I was ever sold off I would just have to like jerk off in a cup because I can't touch anybody and I was like are you rogue in man form (laughs) hello right (laughs) right oh my god I was like oh almost immediately when Wolfgang showed up I'm like I don't think you're as mean as people think you are like and by the way his his supervillain name is the hand of death yes which is just rude because <laughs> i almost feel like his powers are a little bit of a handicapped well yeah because he, he literally can't touch people yeah other than we are tangenting hard but at least we're still in the book um <laughs> you know we he, do what we can <laughs> he can't touch people for an extended period of time yeah and based on we find out at the end of the book that person's like super power power level it's over nine thousand. then he can talk talk touch them a little longer sorry that was a D or a, a, a 
was a DBZ reference. You guys didn't laugh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't watch DBZ. I watched other things as a kid. Inappropriate things for my age group. Abuse. <laughs> Anywho. Sorry, I got really upset that nobody cared. I know. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to veer us away from that, and, and you're, you're and still you in the sulk mode. There. Anyway. So, But also, there is this element to it that is more in line with the show The Boys, where there's um, essentially like a breeding program for this to create more supers. And so, like, the, the some of the family dynamics that exist are in line with you're going to have to eventually get married to someone that we approve of so you can produce more. And, and it's also, it it just really reminds me a lot of, like, olden times of, mm-hmm. like, nobility mm-hmm. of, like, no, you have to get married to this person so you can have the babies. Right. Also, they keep saying that's how the game is played. Like, so Butch's mother had a essentially faded mate mm-hmm. who was a villain but he switched sides for her and then her now husband butch's father murked him which i gotta say i would read that book sometimes i love a tragedy like i just <laughs> fucking want to be sad um uh, and i want to hurt myself and like he his dad is supposed to be one of the greatest superheroes all t- of all time and i'm like i almost hate you more than xander's parents Oh, yeah. He remind me a lot of Homelander. Yeah. And from the boys, just like, I'm so great. And then behind all of that, he's just like, I'm better than everybody else. I do what I want. I'll kill who I want. Fucking suck my dick. Like He's right. a fucking asshole. Yeah. The second like he showed up, I was like, I don't like you. Like, I know you're supposed to be the greatest superhero ever. And I'm like, you, you weird me out. I don't enjoy you mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. The parents are interesting. And... That was a big part of the book was the dynamic with the parents. Because mm-hmm. um, there's Butch's parents, Vortexio and Smoldering Siren, I want to say. Yes. And she is like the only decent parent in oh, this yeah. whole thing. And she's not very good. No. no. <laughs> she's not good, but she's not horrible. She's not outright mean to him for no reason. When she tries Most to go time. behind her husband's back and actually like explain to butch like the inventus thing that's happening which is kind of like the version of faded mates here and and try to like push him to be with xander Mm -hmm. uh but i also imagine she's just a really beat down woman who's in this Mm -hmm. massively abusive relationship oh yeah doesn't know how to like help her son or help herself well and it's not like she doesn't know how her inventus died like oh, she yeah, no. knows he, her husband killed him and she has to like be with this man. Yeah. yeah. Like fuck man. The really fucked up thing too is that they like basically superheroes sign contracts for their unborn children yeah. to work for this company. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. once again is very in line with the boys where it's like they have a company that's like mass producing these superheroes not to spoil it too much but you figure that out pretty quickly in the series um but yeah it's it's really fucked and like i I could tell really early on into reading the book that it was going to be that where's the gray area what is a good guy what is a bad guy Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um but i think that she still found nuance in it to make it interesting you know, as opposed to just being like, oh, well, this is an obvious direction you were going in and I really don't care. Yeah, I thought Butch was super interesting in in that realm. So he's supposed to be our 
big superhero good guy golden boy um who does still want to protect people Mm -hmm. and he is he does still feel dedicated to the citizens of this city and protecting them but also likes murdering people in violence he likes killing people he likes blood he gets turned on by it yes Mm -hmm. and so i thought that was a really good balance of somebody who isn't just one thing he's He is, he he is in some ways more bad guy than Xander is. Exactly. Xander doesn't really, he really doesn't kill people through most of the book. Like the only time he does is when his parents make him. Yes. Yes. And because apparently like there's this law against soups, even if they're villains killing people, but he, because he's not registered, he like doesn't mess things up in the system yeah that part was a little bit vague and i wish that was clarified a little bit more mm-hmm. but like i i it was towards the end of the book so i get why it was like what, just just move on okay <laughs> <laughs> we got more fucking to do um we have a promised uh a bottom topping situation so uh-huh. uh we got to get to that so i do like how they played around that for a while and i'm like you, you better give it to me if you don't i'm gonna table flip something right like, if it was going to be, like, last week's episode where we had the, like, whole, you promised me things, and then I you did not deliver. Mm-mm. Especially in this book where it was, like, all fucking. Yeah. So going back a little bit to the, the, the good guy, bad guy thing, the one thing that we just, like, barely touched on is the fact that Xander doesn't have superpowers, or at least he didn't think he did for most of the book. Right. Correct. Uh, so that's why he's kind of like the black sheep of his family and just everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and he also, it's interesting because y- the easy fallback for, for a character like that is to like, oh, that they're then going to have all this resentment. But he doesn't mm-hmm. really seem to have resentment about not having powers. He has resentment about having a shitty fucking family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he really doesn't get, seem to give much shit about the fact that he doesn't have powers. Like, yeah. he's like I'm, I'm doing my shit. This is what I want to do. He kind of also actually seems to enjoy the fact that he doesn't have powers in a way because it means his parents kind of leave him alone. Right. Yeah. And the only resentment he, not the only, but like the major resentment he has towards his family, other than the fact that they're all just kind of psychotic, is that he cares about, as we talked about, animals and the planet. And to them, that's him showing weakness. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I... I would be surprised to learn in the second book that that's not true of the majority of his siblings as well. That there's something that they care deeply about that they hide, not just from their parents, but from their siblings for fear of being sold up the river to them, right? Well, you get it a little bit with Wolfgang Mm -hmm. because he talks to Xander about the fact that he knows what an Inventus is Mm -hmm. and nobody else, at least at their like generation level so like their parents do but like the kids don't seem to know what an inventus is except for wolfgang and wolfgang says like yeah he's really researched it in the hopes that there's somebody out there that could actually match his power and not be like hurt Mm-hmm. by his touch yes and you go wait a minute you're looking for someone wolfgang you got some love in that dead heart of yours oh wolfie well i suspected that when he stayed behind in the library that he was looking for a way for him to have that yeah mm-hmm. without killing somebody 
Can you imagine like getting your like soul sucked out your body through a man's dick? No. I, I would be furious. <laughs> I would be furious. That's kind of nightmare fuel. Right? Yeah. Right? I la- I would haunt that man for the rest of his life. <laughs> you killed me with your dick. You killed me with your goddamn dick. <laughs> furious. Uh, to be fair, you wouldn't get that far with him, but... I mean, if you were strategic... Yeah. Or he's moving very quickly. If you were also a soup that had, like, a lot of powers so yeah. you could resist... Yeah. Also, he if he has gloves on... Well, okay, so... Yeah, but you ain't kissing him. Well, spe- so before... so Okay, I'm totally down with what that face was, which was, like, <laughs> who needs to be kissed when you go straight to the dick. But the first time, the first time, no kiss. You never interact with this man, no kiss straight to dick. I mean, Danny. <laughs> Danny really said, say less. <laughs> All I can envision is, do you guys remember, I think it's Batman Returns, where Poison Ivy wears those like lip Wax lips things? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, we could just use that, Wolfie. <laughs> right. The I... only problem is the tongue. Yeah. Because you know you want to use some tongue. Kissing's weird. I'll go straight for the dick. If you knew the rules ahead of time and you yeah. just laid them out very strategically of like, this is exactly how this has to go. Otherwise, I'm killing you with my dick. You're like, well, we could try. Then we, we... <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm willing we'll to make. Sir. Put a condom on him, maybe saran wrap around it too, just to make sure. and Just like drape it like surgery so just the dick is poking through? Yes. And what then, if, and then I mean, like what kind of superpower yeah. like condoms would he need to have? Like, let's say you could manage it, but then like... Does, is his is i'm gonna regret jizz? saying this immediately yeah. after it's his is his jizz also Im- imbued with this power so as as it's in you you're fucking being eaten alive from a- <laughs> inside the only reason i'm gonna say no is because they did mention the idea of artificial insemination with him oh, yes yeah well they did but the, but it was just like briefly so i don't know if it was like already researched and shit like that can you we imagine being the researcher entirely too who's much testing that semen could you imagine being here's what i don't understand <laughs> never mind i do <laughs> <laughs> what i was gonna say is could you imagine being pregnant with a child like that and i was like well wait a minute Wolf, Wolfgang's mother survived and it's like oh because her powers don't manifest until they're like a couple months old I mean that's my worry with literally all of these monster romances every <laughs> single time like what if the right swimmers swim and you're fucking <laughs> what is that going to come out like ma'am because I have a feeling it ain't going to be great it's not going to be fun yeah. also she had like five fucking kids. God damn. And his dad is creepy as shit. She was into uh-huh. that. She like, she was mad that he got murdered. It's true. Yeah. They, so as much as Vortexio and um, the Smoldering Siren seemed to hate each other, it seemed like Apocalypto Man and something girl. I don't remember what it's called. Glacial Girl. Glacial, Glacial girl. girl. They seem to have like a weird fucking thing happening. Yeah. Like there was like a, I, I don't know. There is a reason why he they only had one child and then Sanders' parents had five. I think there must have been some really good hate fucking happening in that marriage. Like just like straight up true enemies to lovers situation. That's what is going on in my head. That oh. they were are like, I hate you so much. Now get over here and stick that dick in me. I don't I don't get the the hate fucking. I just get the villainous rage of like lay down on that bed. It's happening now. (laughs) (laughs) I I just am creeped out that his dad is always just like in a basement lair that nobody goes near unless he makes them. 
I also thought it was interesting that he was like given a like Gomez Adams like accent in the book or in the audio reading. And I was yeah. like, that's not what I envisioned. But like, okay, that's fine. But uh, sure. Well, he. But don't you hurt my Gomez, okay? Because <laughs> I will die for that man. He is mentioned to be, um, I think, from Puerto Rico in the very beginning of the book. Like it's just, or maybe Cuba. Like it's brief. Oh, uh, I I must have like totally skimmed yeah. over that. Yeah. Same. So we talked, I think, like around Butch and Xander's relationship a lot. Uh, but what what do you guys think, guys think of their relationship, or more importantly, just their fucking? Because that seems to be the the vast majority of their relationship. It is the vast majority of their relationship. Although time does pass in this, mm-hmm. not like a huge considerable amount of time. But he, I mean, he's on multiple work trips and stuff in the course of this spends multiple weeks at his parents' house. Yeah. It still moves pretty quickly, though. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not... <laughs> I mean, the, the first time they meet, yeah. he gets he gets some... Uh, oh, that's, that up. part's fine. Yeah. Like, I totally get being like, listen, to be fucking? Like, I get that. But then it, like, moves pretty quickly that Butch is basically just staying at Xander's. Yeah, he basically just lives there. Well, they move... Very quickly for two people who thought they were just going to be fucking to the L word. Like, they're uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. And I'm in love with you, and I will murder anyone that looks at you sideways. And mm-hmm. you're like, it's your one week anniversary, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's explained a tiny bit because of the Inventus thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although it's also implied that the Inventus thing is not necessarily um, going to lead to a romantic relationship. Like, she talks right. about it like there's also just really great partnerships and friendships that are formed with that. Yeah, yeah. they just have to do the certain level of bonding in order right. for it to really attach itself to them. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's just their powers are like on the same wavelength, and they right. can like commingle to create. Yes, they can use yeah. each other's powers essentially. Then, because Xander can then use Butch's powers, which was a kind of exciting scene. I was very excited about it, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the fucking. Uh, that's thing. true. Um, well, he- here's what I gotta say about that. Like, um, obviously. Uh, we've got the situation where Xander's Dom and they Butch is apparently an unknowing sub. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really realize that that was where his sexual exploits lie. But if you've never been with somebody who can Dom you, true, you wouldn't really know. Yeah. You wouldn't really realize necessarily, especially the way Butch seems to approach or 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 has been like encouraged to approach sexual things where it's just like not really appropriate for him to even do it because he he says he's a virgin other than just like you know hand stuff blowjobs those kind of things Mm -hmm. so i could see why he'd be like i don't know that's true he doesn't even swear oh sugar oh sugar did those (laughs) oh sugars i was like i mean i guess i i like it better than the like the made-up swear words that you get in a lot of books where Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, in this universe, they say, bewitched. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, nah, not at all. (laughs) I do like the slow progression of him actually starting to swear. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah. I I did like Xander's, like, reaction to to Butch. I, I didn't really enjoy that. His, uh, like, oh my god, like, if this man does not stop, 
I won't either. And that will be a lot for him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked the fucking... I really did. They. I also liked that she was creative with it. You mm-hmm. never really got the same thing twice. Although... Even though there was a lot of fucking... Some of them, some of the creativity, you know, if 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 we're we're workshopping, great. There's no such thing as a bad idea, but I gotta say, <laughs> the sliding of like, first of all, I had a hard time imagining it, and because I had a hard time imagining it, I imagined it more. Um, Are you talking about the docking? Is is that what they call it when you take yeah. the? <laughs> yeah. So Xander has. Xander. <laughs> Xander is uncircumcised. And y- yes, and, and Butch is circumcised because apparently all superheroes have to be circumcised. Right. For some reason. And so I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> I don't know either. But I'm going to find out right I now. Am, I am an innocent, I guess. I didn't realize I was that innocent, but I I've, guess I am. I'm fairly well, certain it actually is a thing. I think so too. I, like, but I've never like looked it up. It gives me the willies. If like in any other context, imagine someone rubbing their loose skin on you. Sexy isn't what I'd call it. Right, but you also don't have a penis. So That's true. I just don't think you can fully I definitely can't grasp the situation. You're here. very right, Liz. <laughs> I'll never know what it is to stick my penis in my boyfriend's uncircumcised penis skin. I'll never know. And that's just a damn shame. So I'll, I did Google it. <laughs> Do you regret it? No, because oh, it, okay. it just shows links to porn sites that have it, <laughs> which I'm not going to click on. Uh, but, but now we know. <laughs> but it is a thing. Now we know. I. So I will say, so I was not sure how I was going to like this book. Like, not that I didn't think I was going to like the book. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the sex scenes. I have absolutely not a homophobic uh, bone in my body. However, I am straight woman. So I well, wasn't sure if I was going to like be super down down with all the scenes and stuff. Not that I'd have a problem with them, but like I wasn't sure how much I'd like them like them. You know what I how mean? How much you would enjoy how it How much yourself. I'd enjoy yeah. it myself. And it did things for me. I don't think it's the the straight part there. That's the question mark. It's the woman part, right? Right. Yeah. There's nobody that you can envision. Yeah, you in can't self insert yeah. at all. Yeah, but it did something for me. I was like, oh, hot damn! Yes, tell me more. Oh, I already knew. I already knew going in. It was gonna be good. <laughs> I was like, well, now I have more books to explore. <laughs> Trust me, I've I've read these types of books before. There's plenty of things to explore. <laughs> I really thought this was going to be a more cutesy book than it turned out to be. I Yes, I did not know what we were getting into. And it, it quickly escalated as well. I was like, okay, I'm starting to listen and it quickly escalated. I was like, oh, damn, what? This That's turned true. into a Danny type book very quickly. And I'm aware that I am the one who chose this one. But that was not what I thought we were getting into. I mean, I think there's already like a blowjob by chapter three, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, literally the first meeting of our yeah. two main characters. Yeah. There is a blowjob. Yep. Yeah. And an aggressive one. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's choking involved. I love a good choking. I'm not usually like a blowjob person. So so I I would agree with you. But that's, and I think that also comes down to there being a woman involved. Yeah. Because, like, when you, 
there's something about that it's just gross if a man was saying the same things to a woman i'm like no absolutely not i don't agree with you but yeah no but that's my my personal thing like i yeah you don't i don't i i'm not kink shaming at all like if that's what you're into that's what you're into but i am uncomfortable with degradation um i don't like too much of it i think sometimes like it definitely like goes way too far Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this book went way too far. No. no, but also I think that it's I wasn't as sensitive to it because oh sure I wasn't like self like seeing myself in the character. Let me put it that way. Well, and for me, it wasn't so much that there wasn't a woman involved. I like a little degradation. No, you know, every now and then I like the I like that in in my books, and not necessarily in real life. <laughs> um, but. It's not even so much that there wasn't a woman involved, but there was the talk about consent mm-hmm. with them first and yeah. and with safe words and everything. And that was my biggest jam because that's sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that you're going to have the conversation about this is all about consent. This gives you the control. And that's, but that's that the he- whole point in yeah. BDSM is the sub is actually the one that's in control. Right. Well, Xander, At any point, Butch could call it off. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Xander did stop a few times and immediately, like, chain, like, came out of the persona and was like, oh, okay, are we going too far? What's right. happening? Like, he was checking in. Yep. Checking well, and making I think sure you're okay. It's after the one of their first interactions where he starts mm-hmm. crying. And, I should clarify where, when uh, Butch starts crying and Xander is like, oh oh no i'm so sorry i like we went too far like we need to back up and butch is like no 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 you are misreading this i'm just was overwhelmed because this is the first time i've ever experienced something like this Mm -hmm. i also found it really interesting that at least towards the latter half of the book almost all the sex scenes are in butch's perspective yeah Mm. uh and and maybe that's why it, it seemed different because Butch was asking for a lot of that more than Xander was even giving to him. Like the after right. the first time of him just like opening the door, Butch was like opening the door, throwing up the windows, like ready to go to the next. Like he was just into all of it and asking for more and more. Well, um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that throughout the entire book, um, Xander thought that Butch was a normie. So he mm-hmm. ha- he thought he because while Xander does not have powers, he still has the strength that most supers have, the speed that most supers have. Because like the higher strength, higher speed is not really considered a special power. It's just kind of part of their DNA for mm-hmm. all of them. And so he could have very easily had Butch actually been a normie. He could have very easily actually heard him. Mm-hmm. And so that's also where Xander was pulling back a little bit in the beginning parts because he was afraid that he would legitimately hurt Butch and vice versa, because Butch also thought that Xander was a normie. So he thought he needed to be a little more careful in things. Yeah. He also almost lost control of his powers multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Just a, a note as you're talking about that, this is a drastic change here, but just a quick mention. I think this is one of the first times that I've read where they really say that the soups are just straight up different species. Like they are not human. Correct. Yes. Because a lot of times it's either like humans with powers or humans who have mutated. 
Um, and this one, they're just like, oh, no, we are different species. Yeah. Like, entirely different. Yeah. Absolutely. And they've convinced, basically, the conspiracy theory is that um, they've convinced superheroes and supervillains that they are a different species as well yeah. from mm-hmm. each other. And the fact of the reality is, is they're not. They're all one species. Yeah, like I, I one line that I found interesting was that it was basically it came down to who signed what contract. Yeah. Or who didn't sign a contract because right. the villains didn't. Right. Yeah, the superheroes signed the contracts with Bigs, I believe, or yeah. just mm-hmm. some contracts. Basically signed themselves into servitude and right. their children and, the, and... and their children and so on and so forth, but the the villains did not. Which I I think that what that tells me about the history of the world that we're working in is that probably what happened is the ostracization of the quote unquote villains is what led to a lot of this um, villainous behavior of like, fine, if you're going to to make us the bad guys, we'll be the fucking bad guys. Absolutely. And so that's why I think that, you know, in Wolfgang's book, we're going to find out that the majority of Xander's siblings actually have some compelling or good aspects to them yeah because there's wolfgang the twins shock and awe i did like that that was cute Uh, valencia yep valencia and balthazar balthazar Mm -hmm. and i also found it really interesting that xander is the middle child because it goes wolfgang valencia xander balthazar and then the twins yes so sorry i said five before six Mm -hmm. i forgot about balthy yeah the third book is his book yeah I'm excited for, I know this is random, but I'm so excited for Wolfgang's and I'm trying so hard to not read it so I can listen to it because Wolfgang gets down with a normie. Ooh. I don't know what that means. I feel like. But I want to. I feel like you have the same energy for for the second book in this one that I had the second in the the Dreamlands one where I was like, I need to read that book. (laughs) And I did. I was like, I'm not waiting. (laughs) I definitely have to get down with with wolfie's book because i i like wolfgang he, you know he's creepy as fuck mm-hmm. but he does it in kind of a humorous way like when he he just like walks into to zan's lair when they're in hiding just like yeah. walks on in that's such big bro behavior though yeah just sure like is. being like yeah okay cool good job little bro you have a lair whatever i know you're here right i've always known yeah damn it wolfie yeah well, and I'm sure he has a lot of trauma to unpack because he was essentially like his parents' assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just now, historically, I am not the biggest physical touch person in the world. I don't get touched very often. I don't like people touching me. But to never be able to be touched by another person. Oh, yeah. Or He's... to touch another person. I, I I anticipate touch starvation being a big aspect yeah. to his yeah. book. Well, I mean, you have to imagine he is also a virgin, so he's kind of like the butch in the next book in some way. I'm not saying that he's the sub, well, but I mean, like, he's the inexperienced one or has unique experiences that aren't... Question, do we know anything about the twins' books? And oh, I hope they're together. Oh, oh, no, we do. Actually, she's writing them right now. They are together with a third person. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, no. Trust me, I finished this book and I was like, I need to know more about this world. <laughs> <laughs> and we are getting so far off track. No, we're not. We're talking no, about the no, book. No, it's no. Okay, because here's the thing. I'm about to lead us back in. Okay, good. Go for it. Um, you mentioned that like 
that Butch was a, a virgin in this, but I do like that they address the fact that you know when they do finally get to it being Xander's turn that he's also a virgin to that to configuration. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he's always been a top. And then Couldn't when they find finally a good get word for to that. Butch being on top, which they work up to a lot, mm-hmm. and it's very nice. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, it's very nice. I was really going to table flip if they didn't take us there. They were teasing it. I know for a while, and I was like, so, and and that's uh, one of the issues I did have with this book is that for how little truly happens, mm-hmm. it takes a long time. <laughs> It's a long book considering like, and I realized that probably if you cut out the repetitive, does he like me? Doesn't he like me? I like him. Don't, I don't like him. Like if you cut out that cyclical, like we're going to go a few steps forward and then a few steps back thing, it probably would be half as long. I suppose, but I guess I never minded that. Yeah, I didn't either. Because that's. I minded it because it was the exact same language over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. But that's just how people function in relationships. Sure. But like you also, we don't need to see it every time. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're thinking about it from the like the the big picture aspect of it, I don't I don't need to see that he's still spinning out because you already told me literally the last chapter and the chapter before that and the chapter before that. When he stops spinning out, that's an update. Right. Until then, you're just... You're just giving me the same thing. It's like a weatherman coming on every hour on the hour to tell you it's raining. Guess what, motherfucker? I can see that. I will say, though, it felt like the stuff that did happen, so the plot that did happen, happened in such, like, dramatic chunks. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, and it's plot time, and we're going to do plot And then the plot's going to go on the back burner for, like, 50-some pages, and then plot. I kind of liked that, though. It did give you a break because the plot was, it was intense for what was happening. Mm -hmm. For for the the little chunks of plot that there were at a time, they were intense and they were intricate. Mm -hmm. Well, and I do think that's interesting because what we've gotten used to in most books, I certainly shouldn't say all, but in most is that the 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 smut is interwoven with the plot like it's happening simultaneously and in this it was very much like we're not fucking in this moment so now we give you plot (laughs) well and i will say a lot of that might have to do with the fact that they were kind of hiding themselves from each Mm -hmm. other because a lot of the plot happened when they had to be in their like villain persona or their their um, hero persona and they were separated from each other in those moments because they didn't figure out that who they really were until actually damn near close to the end ish mm-hmm. like there was maybe a fourth of the book left when they actually figured out what was actually happening mm-hmm. yeah I will say in my mind whether or not this was true in the book it, it's not really clarified one way or another how well their disguises actually disguised them right you know yeah. but like i just kept picturing like fucking clark kent i think that's pretty <laughs> oh we put glasses yeah. on it's not like that was my <laughs> well okay it made it more entertaining for me there is one point when captain masculine is talking about his mask and his smile because they talk about his like fucking thousand watt smile all the time um and his smile is the only thing you can see Mm -hmm. he does say that yeah 
But I'm mostly just like, how come you guys didn't recognize each other's voices? Right. Right. You don't have Batman voices. Well, here. that's the that's always the problem, isn't it? With with Superman, right? Like it's like okay, I can see how you'd be like, you know, he's not wearing the glasses and he's uh-huh. not in normie clothes, but like his voice doesn't change. Right. That is the same man. <laughs> Especially because uh, Doctor Antihero Xander uses some pretty like. I don't know, deep and dark and villainous voices in oh, his he's sexy got times. Some, he's got yeah, some he growliness. And I'm like, oh, hi. That's yeah. doing something for me. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. That, like, you would have to fight pretty hard not to get turned on by this book. Oh, Let's yeah. be oh, yeah. so honest. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it doesn't give you much of a break. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not fully turned on from from the last chapter? Boom. Next one. Take it. <laughs> Which, by the way, so when I decided in my infinite stupidity to journey out into the world of people listening to this, and I should have known, I should, I did know better. I had been listening to it for hours. I had been listening to it all day. There was like maybe an hour and a half left in the book. So I'm walking through Aldi and they are in his lair doing shower scenes in his lair. Yeah. Did he did he get his cock ring when you were yep. at Aldi? Yep, sure did. <laughs> you mean his engagement ring. <laughs> his engagement cock ring. His engagement cock ring. Yeah, you know. Like you do. I'm sure I was like bright red walking through Aldi going, Don't understand what I'm listening to, please. Yeah. You know what? But here's the thing. I feel like we can't be the only people out here oh, listening to, no. oh, God, no. to no. this madness out there. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't believe it. I don't just, believe it. I think there are other girlies and other people who are out there, like, looking like they're jamming to their headphones, and in reality, they're listening to the raunchiest fucking shit on the oh, planet. Yeah. I just, I, it, it was can't just, just be me. the image of me being like, I just wanted to buy some calzones, and I'm an Aldi, and then he's talking about the cock ring and and doing things in the shower on his knees and I'm like oh hot damn I didn't think this through very well when I decided to leave the house I will say on on the note of things I wasn't prepared for uh, and I wouldn't even say I wasn't prepared for it like I assumed it was coming mm-hmm. there was gonna be some butt plugs but I, what I was like prepared for was the description of the monstrous <laughs> frightening butt plug <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dear God, how big must this be? Like, define it. Uh, (laughs) Tell me, what is the circumference? (laughs) I need to know. I need to know how monstrous this is. As if you were describing the product details on Amazon. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Why don't you just put the link in? Yes. (laughs) No, Wiggles. Link in description below. <laughs> Link in the description. <laughs> she does have a Spotify list, though. Um, if you wanted to listen to music, I don't know if it's the music they talk about in the book or just music she mm. thinks vibes with the book, but she does have that on her website. Hmm. The author probably should say who she is. Yeah, go for it. I did. Uh, you, you said the author's name? No, I just said the author because I said she does have, and then I didn't say she who, she who she is. Oh, I, that's about. what I meant. Thought you meant was like I should say who she is, as in I'm gonna name the author now. <laughs> no, we already did that. <laughs> you only get to get a shout out once, <laughs> author. See Rochelle. <laughs> 
Can I, I will say we've skipped over one of my absolute favorite characters uh, in this book, and that is Bestie. Bestie Kai? Bestie, Bestie Kai. Kai, Xander's best friend, who is not his best friend, according to him, even though she has the key, the fingerprint access to his apartment, and is over all the time, and they have favorite shows that they watch together, but he hates her, and she's so annoying. Yeah. That that is that is the my favorite kind of friendship where there's one that's like convinced that they're not best friends and I'm like no no you're best friends you fool (laughs) 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 Uh, Kai is great and uh, she ends up getting kidnapped by Vortexio and almost dying Uh, but Xander saves her with his newfound superpowers I did think that the just dropping. In the middle of conversation. By the way, I'd be your surrogate. Was a little heavy-handed. It was. I was like, I was like okay, that's God damn. That's a big offer. Um, you don't even know what that super spunk is gonna do to you. Again, I don't think she knew we need. He did. She did by that point. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. I like. I feel like I need to like make a PSA. You don't know what that super <laughs> spunk will do to you, and that applies to all kinds of super spunk. <laughs> Beware. Because y'all just go into this and going, oh, it'll be fine. It might not, ma'am. Yeah. You might get John herded. The thing that kind of like just took me, (laughs) took me not out of it, but just like had me pause is the random like, oh, and Rocky Horror Picture Show? Rocky Horror Show? (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, what? Oh, we're going to the Rocky Horror Show now. Yeah, but I wanted to see Zan dressed up as Frankenfurter. Ugh. Well, yeah. I knew immediately as soon as they brought that up that, that you know, Butch was going to be Rocky. Well, I mean, who else is he going to be? Riff Raff? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, okay, so that's the road we're going down. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love the picture. I love the image that my brain conjures, <laughs> right? I would, I like, I would go for Frankenfurter every day of the week. Now, granted, that is because it's Tim Curry. But also, I mean, I do have a deep abiding love for Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. I have seen some other hot Frankenfurters, though, I must say. Yeah, remember when we went? Yes! Wow! wow. <laughs> he, he did well. He did well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get too far into that fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just like a weird thing for me. I, um, I, I was like, ugh. This is cheesy and ridiculous, and I don't know how I feel about it, but all right. All right. <laughs> you know, I think that theater nerds will always find a way to nerd it up. <laughs> and true. now I know that this woman is a theater nerd. Like, she didn't have to say anything else. It's like, okay, we know who yeah. you are now. Yeah, we see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do know. Oh, I did learn this because I looked up a little bit about the author that she has an art degree. Yeah, she does. So, look at me. Look at my surprise. Face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the twins who are in art school. So the fourth book is going to have even more artsy fartsy shit in it. I mean, this is going to be so off topic, but it's something that lives rent free in my head <laughs> all fucking day long. Uh, when it is finally Benedict's time in the Bridgerton hot seat, if there's an all kinds of artsy fartsy fucking, I'm going to be furious. And that's that's just a blanket statement. But that's also because Benedict's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this book. Back to this book. 
What else you got in the the chamber? <laughs> what else I got in the chamber? On one hand, like I really loved the dynamic that was building between uh, Butch and Xander, but at the same time, I was like, God damn, Butch is whiny. Like he was begging from the second Xander would look at him, he'd be like, "Good morning." He'd be like, "Fuck." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He did have teenager vibes, which is yes. fair. Butch is 22. It's true. And it's true. Is Xander at like 30 something? Yeah, around he's there? in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. So you could definitely tell that Butch was 22. Yes. And just having his sexual awakening right now. Yeah, man. I mean, like, here's the thing. Good on you. Like, get, get <laughs> you some. But it was, <laughs> there were some times where I was like, okay, sir you're talking about like constantly sporting a boner you must be in constant pain i don't know i don't know how those feel but like i wonder if it was more because they were like not rejecting the inventus like power bonding thing but they just didn't know what it was right and it was kind of like not only were their bodies like being pulled to each other their powers were trying to like do something yeah. To be fair, Xander was also a, a little bit ridiculous on the boner popping. Like, <laughs> he'd, be like he'd be like, he said, please. Bang! <laughs> How are we going to get a solid, like, 10 plus fucking spicy scenes if they're not always horny the whole fucking time? <laughs> You're right. I can't even argue with you. Um, you can't have a 400 page book that's 75% fucking if you aren't always ready. <laughs> well, and then when Butch finally took charge, I was like, oh, yes. he learned. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. Don't fucking look at me and say that. That's creepy. You can lock that up. Oh no. Oh, Sally. One question I have 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 had whatever. One question uh that I pose is do we take Wolfie at his word that he is the one who killed his father or do we attribute that to Vertexium um because his mother is convinced that it was him. I think he did kill his father um but he very much in many ways played other people into thinking that they did things he does have a bond villain speech at the end which is really entertaining that yeah we didn't touch on the fact that so xander eventually gets his powers and his powers are also kind of roguelike where he gets to absorb whatever somebody else's power is yeah any any other soup around him he can absorb their powers and use them well Um, it's like that oh god what was the name of the the brother in heroes not the one that could fly but his brother i don't remember i'm disappointed in myself that i can't remember watch heroes in so fucking long i know i'm point being he like that character could just like touch somebody and then he would have their powers until he touched somebody else so wolfie admits at the end in his bond villain speech that he knew xander had this the whole time because apparently he tried to kill him as a kid. You know, when your whole family is psychotic, you just try to kill each other. Right. And they were fairly young. Yeah. But instead of killing Xander, Xander like nearly killed Wolfie. With his with Wolfgang's own power. Right. So I 
agree. I definitely think Wolfgang actually was the one who killed Apocalypto because when Vortexio learns that Apocalypto is dead, he, from what we can gather, he didn't learn it until Glacial Girl said it. Like, said it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he kind of made it look like Vortexio is the one who did it. Mm -hmm. And he kind of is making the rest of the family, except for their sister, who is a raging bitch kind of fall in line behind him well she just disappears we don't know where she is see here's the thing i kind of like her i like her too she brings the chaos in fact xander even says she brings the chaos right (laughs) like to me she is a that perpetual like petulant child kind of vibe and as the only girl of six yeah yeah yeah, I mean, like, if anybody was going to get special treatment, it was going to be her. So oh, yeah. she probably is actually upset at her dad dying because that's an extra protection for her. Mm-hmm. Right. And the whole thing it comes down to, they say it several times throughout the book, is that's how the game is played, right? So she's just lost a knight on her chessboard. Yeah. Right. Well, and they're, all of their families, like, pit, pit everyone against each other, and he pretty much... Like, so Butch's dad tries to get him to kill Xander without him realizing that Xander is Dr. Antihero and vice versa. They try to, he tries to get Dr. Antihero or Xan to try to kill Butch. Well, and I don't think he anticipates that Dr. Antihero would be able to do shit, right? So I think in his mind, he's like setting it up to be justifiable. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's trying to get him to attack uh, Mr. or whatever. Captain Captain Masculine. He's trying to get him to attack Captain Masculine by telling him that he killed Butch. Captain Masculine sounds like a rude nickname that Tony Stark would give to Steve Rogers. It It really does. does. (laughs) Yeah, it does. So, yeah, long story short, I do think Wolfgang dealt the killing blow to his father. Yes. And then, is their mother dead? No. Not as far as I can tell. Because they talk about it, her being dead, or at the very least, she's gone after she kills Vortexio. It just seems like she, like, fucked off. I don't know. I think she died in the fight. Oh. Well, Vortexio is definitely dead because they plummet into the water and then the whole water freezes from her. Right. But then we don't know what happens to her. But she, she, you would think she would be able to survive that, survive her own powers. Right, well, right. If she's the one doing this, right? Why wouldn't she be able to? If she's frozen solid, though, she might not be able to breathe. Yeah, but like, why would she fucking sacrifice herself to kill Vortexio? Well, yeah, but I don't think she did it on purpose. <laughs> I think he drug her down with her, with him, and it happened. I don't know. They he mentions, uh, Zan mentions that four of the or three of the four of the four of their parents are dead. That they think. I I think that you got to have a foible, right? Yeah, true. Going forward. And it's classic superhero thing to think somebody's dead and then they come mm-hmm. back and fuck your shit up. It's true. The you foible know, could also be their sister, though, too. I true. hope not, because I feel like she has she has to have some redemption arc in her crazy, right? One could help. She could end up with Kai. Yes, because Balthazar does say at one point in time that he is the only straight sibling in that family. Yes, and Kai is a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well... Their crazy actually would be really fun. Their crazy would be fun. Oh, I thought she was bi. Now I kind of hope that happens. Maybe Kai? I'm wrong. Yeah, I thought she was bi. You're right. She Kai might be bi. bi. Okay. She, she is, is bi. bi. Sorry. That's why 
Xander thinks that originally she's doing the dating app with Butch for herself. Right, right. Because he was on the dating app for solely women. But mm-hmm. somehow Kai but got past that. Wow. Oh, well, so again, coming back to the the like Superman reference point, like I've never been able to reconcile. Does Lois Lane not smell that this man smells the same? He rescues her so much. I mean, he, right? he cradles her so much, right? I think he has some Superman cologne that he specifically wears as Superman, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he better because I'm not gonna lie. When a dude smells good, like you mm. know, you like you, you're like goddamn. Like, Trust me, if when- Pappy decided, if Pappy was like actually like a superman bitch i would know i'd yes. see him off in the sky to be like that's my husband <laughs> you're like motherfucker this whole time the whole time <laughs> okay i'm just gonna say i'm pretty sure wiggles and i would know if pappy was superman we'd be like eh, that bitch is that motherfucker god right. damn it god Even damn if it. it was something that had like a, a better costume like a batman costume yeah i'd be like that motherfucker, motherfucker. yeah <laughs> we'd be like hey liz look it's your husband like, I can tell. He has a specific walk. Just yeah. true, he does. Very much so. Well, I bring up the Musk thing for a reason. Because I think <laughs> that that's, the, that's what uh, they're picking up on when they're in their super identities, right? Because from the beginning, they're like, oh, man... I know I shouldn't like him, but I'm obsessed with that that yeah. Doctor Antihero, and God damn, does that ass look good in that <laughs> Captain Masculine like get up? And right. I think that like they're you know whatever detection that they would have for their Inventus that's not really made clear in this book uh, uh, the, of what signs to look for, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're like you know they're picking up that Musk. They're like. It's- mm. It's something. It's censoring somewhere. Yeah. And obviously they can't tell with their goddamn eyes. They're like, no, it's it's not the same man. I will say glasses, that even no glasses. if they... <laughs> glasses, no glasses. <laughs> I will say, even if they weren't, like, picking up on something, like, he points out multiple times that he's watched Dr. Antihero for a lot of times. He's like, he doesn't look like he's doing anything nefarious. And you know want to know why that is? Because he's not. He's trying to save the planet by not having microplastics in the ocean. Right. It's adorably wholesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, there were definitely a few moments that really strongly, and if you don't know what this is, that's fine. Like, you don't need to know what this is. But that very strongly gave me Captain Hammer and 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 Doctor <laughs> Shit. What's his name? Uh, uh, Doctor Horrible. Doctor Horrible. It gave me Doctor Horrible's sing along blog vibes. Totally. Right. Yeah. Like d- just the the like, especially when it came down to the like we're being superheroes in this moment thing. But there's also the sexual tension thing. I was like, you can't tell me that shit ain't the same. Hammer is my penis <laughs> Hammer is my penis <laughs> oh. oh it literally it, like by the end of this i really wanted to like track down that youtube video i still might i still might i have no idea what you're talking about but <gasps> guess what we're showing danny after this God damn it we'll just show you the mouth. first episode but yeah you can even find it last i heard you couldn't find it anywhere oh is it not on the internet anymore that's a shame We'll find out. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, Danny. Yes. What's your spicy rating? What's my spicy rating? Okay, so there was a little PDSM, but not like a ton of tons. I'm going to give it like a four. 
I was feeling a four. There was a, a few other things besides the BDSM that brings it to that level. Um, I'll just say it. Uh, there was the like come play mm-hmm. uh, that I thought brought mm-hmm. it up there. So I'm good with a four. Wigs? I'm going to go with a 4.5 just for quantity. Like, yeah. Like, it's hard to really give it less when like I said it's the majority of the book I will say at least it was well written smut that there was a lot of yes it was not poorly written and it wasn't boring it didn't do the same stagnant shit over and over again nope and and like the other reason I give it the 4.5 is because like even when they weren't fucking they were talking about fucking yeah Yeah, I liked some of the dirty (laughs) talk I was like oh yeah talk dirty to me buddy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was more than I was expecting, as we've already Same. stated. <laughs> this book <laughs> caught me a little bit of surprise. I was like, hello. <laughs> that brings us to the romance rating, though. Mm. And what do you guys think about like, that? Like a two. There, it, There isn't a lot of romance to this book. It's mostly fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'm like at a two as well. Well, they sure think that they're romantic, but I'm like... They didn't what, have one whole romantic scene. Not that I can remember. Nothing that no. wasn't like a preamp to to yeah. fucking. Or they didn't just like almost fade to. It's like the romantic scenes were faded to black. Yes. That's a really great way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of dig it though. Yeah. Every now and then it's good to get a real smutty book. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, I'm going to complete the consensus with the two. How about your overall? I give it a 4.5. I actually really, really liked this book. I give it a 4. I diverge a little bit here. Um, for me, it's a 3. That's all right. Um, mostly just because I was like, the the cyclical nature of it was getting really old by the end, where I was like, do we have to backtrack? Have you mm. not established how you feel about each other? Like, I'm, t- I'm getting bored with that part of it. So while the sex was always exciting and and new and different, the the emotional interactions were stagnant and tired by the end of the book. I was just like, I don't even fucking give a shit. Like, just tell each other you love each other and let's be done with it. <laughs> like, one quick note because we didn't talk about it. Did y'all get the the bonus epilogue and then the Christmas as mm-hmm. well? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure that was a part of our. Race. I don't think you really would be able to have the. Uh, the, I think that that was part of the reason I was like a little anxious about the topping for, for Butch happening. That is one of the prologues. Yeah, it's the bonus epilogue. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not even epilogue, sh- excuse me. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if you read the book, if you get that scene, but in the audiobook you do. Yeah. The, I think it's the epilogue is is the topping scene for Butch. And then the bonus epilogue is the Christmas scene, which I found quite enjoyable. Actually... The bonus epilogue is the topping. The Christmas scene is an is another thing entirely. There's oh, an is epilogue, um, and I don't remember actually what happens in the epilogue. And then the bonus epilogue is Butch's scene, mm-hmm. and then there's the Christmas scene. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was definitely like you better have included that. Yeah. I hope. I, I don't know. Table flipped. Oh yeah, I would have been pissed. I only read the first six seven chapters uh on kindle and then i was like oh i've have so much stuff to do this weekend i just yeah. switched to audiobook so um i don't know i normally i'm so picky about audiobooks mm-hmm. because there's so many that i've started and i just i cannot handle the narrators 
I, I think these, I loved these narrators. I thought they were so fucking good. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the butch thing aside, I. Butch. Yes. Butch. <laughs> For whatever reason, every Started time the chapter every starts time. and it points out their point of view, the way he said it was butch. And butch. you're like, well, I, why? 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 He doesn't talk like that most of the time. That was so can bizarre. Just, can I just ask you, though? So the narrator <laughs> who blushing? did Butch's voice. I just don't know how to ask this question. The narrator who did Butch's perspective, the way he did Xander's voice, though. There were two separate there narrators. Were two separate narrators. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm not. So oh, Xander's okay. perspective. In that POV. Yeah. Yes. But when the narrator who's doing Butch's POV did Xander. There was something about his voice. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> doing yeah. Xander. Absolutely. Yes. Like, Absolutely. It was better than the actual Xander. Yeah. Yeah. The growly. Oh, I was like, oh, hi. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it it worked really well, but also at the same time, there was cer- certainly a point where I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I would rather listen to Butch's perspective in spite of Butch. <laughs> <laughs> Butch. Butch. <laughs> Okay, so that just leaves us with your recommendations. You want me to go first? Oh, yeah, y- sure. Y'all both looked at me like, okay, go. <laughs> so, just because we both are pointed at you. Yeah. yeah. I'm the odd point on the triangle. You are the odd point on the triangle. Yeah. Liz is next to me on the couch. All right, we got to wrap this up because we can't hold on to our shit anymore. <laughs> so uh, my recommendation is uh, unfortunately on Netflix. Um and I say, unfortunately, also because they fucking canceled it and it was rude and it was inappropriate and they deserve to be slapped. Anywho, uh, my recommendation is Sense8. Um, and the reason I recommend them is there is a wonderful couple um, in it. Uh, I'm not going to give anything. I'm not, seen it yeah, yet. I'm not going to give anything else away, um, but there are a couple throughout the whole thing. So I'm not ruining anything that way. But... Uh, I don't think that they have the the dom sub thing going on. (laughs) That's not what I get from the relationship. But they are just like, they do have the joy of being with each other. And there's joy in having sex with each other that that is, I see in this book. And so yeah, uh, Leto is the main character of that couple because his... His boyfriend is side character, technically. I don't know. It's really the, like, definition of whether or not you're a main character or a side character is really blurry on that show. <laughs> um, but also, that show is just, like, fantastic. I, I'll i waste a whole bunch of airtime if I talk about it anymore. So I'm going to move on to... Danny, what you got? Okay, so my, per- my suggestion would be... Um, so it's not a male-male romance, like I said. This is actually probably the first book I've read that's a male-male romance. I will be reading many, many more. <laughs> oh, God damn, we awoken something in you. Yep, yep, it sure did. But so there is a series of books called The Protectors Series. It's by Teresa Gableman. Um, specifically the book Slade. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a vampire romance, so you're welcome. You know how I love them. I know how you love a vampire romance. But Slade does have a little bit of the BDSM and and everything in it. And it does something for me. Well, is it it called Slade because one person is a vampire and one person tries is not a vampire? um, So it's called Slade because the um, male main character's first name is Slade. Oh, Oh. that's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. All of the the books in the series, which, by the way, there's 26 of them. um, My God. Yeah. All of the books in the series are named after the main male character 
in each of them and it's all they're all interconnected um slade is the doctor of the like vampire clan okay okay all right, all right, all right. okay all right okay liz so i would recommend the harley quinn show on hbo Mm. Oh, uh, because it is significant. It's not what you would expect, like a DC show to be like. It's graphic and ridiculous and over the top. But Poison Ivy is very much like Xander. Um, she's very controlling and a villain, but really just wants to care about the world and, and fuck people. And then there is this wonderful himbo villain called Kite Man. And he is just the most absurd ridiculous character and you hate him at first but then you love him so much and it is it's very graphic and you know all sorts of shit happens uh the the heroes aren't very heroy or they're just really dumb like batman's kind of dumb but it's a great it's a great show oh interesting I have a second recommendation that has nothing to do with superheroes, but if you want a lot of fucking, and if you want a book that has a lot of fucking, then you should read Pucking Around, which is a why choose romance, Mm. uh, a hockey romance. Uh, It's like fucking 700 pages. And that book is also 75% fucking. And it is a MFMM. I believe that's how the letters work for this Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And the two men's that are also together one is like kind of dom and has a pierced dick and his name is caleb and he's very hot and then there's also the himbo jake who's just kind of like i play hockey oh my best friend wants to fuck me okie dokie so yeah and there's also a really big burly man who's very hot anyway so (laughs) pucking around by emily rath there if you want if you want sexy time. If you like this episode, you can find us out on the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets or just Wrong Jackets out on X. Please give us a rating, a review, get, drop a comment. Let us know what you thought. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you.